Devlin heard Armitage referred to as Little Napoleon behind his back. Small in stature, but with an air of importance because of his long-standing position with the royal family, Jules was a man easily ridiculed. But Devlin knew Jules Armitage was also a man to be feared. Jules had been in the service of the royal family for thirty years. His loyalties were never questioned, his harsh dealings with those under him legendary. Devlin had seen Jules take a horsewhip to one groom. Another groom had simply disappeared. The head of security had free reign here in Montana. Anything could fall under the protecting of the only daughter of the king, including murder. Devlin could see, even from a distance, that the head of security was furious. It showed in the set of his shoulders, in the way he forced his horse's head up. Jules would report this incident if he hadn't already. This was the worst thing that could happen. Devlin couldn't be sent home now, and yet he knew the princess could do whatever she wanted with him. He was at her whim, as were the rest of those under her rule here at Stanwood. With a wave of his hand, the head of security ordered the other riders to hold back. Jules rode on alone, bringing his horse to an abrupt halt within a few feet of Devlin. His horse danced to one side as Jules dismounted with a curse that could have been directed at the horse or at the groom. Back still stiff, his reproach barely contained, Jules turned to face him. Lord Ashford requests your presence in the stables at once, he said, voice taut with fury. Devlin expected a tongue lashing at the very least. This reaction was all wrong. Lord Ashford he repeated, his aching head adding to his confusion. Jules's complexion darkened. I suggest you ride directly to the Stanwood stables. His lordship is waiting. The little man held out his reins with a stiff arm, and Devlin realized Jules was furious at being sent on such an errand, let alone being forced to give up his horse in doing so. While Jules could do little about Lord Ashford, he could definitely make Devlin's life hell, and his look promised as much. Without a word, Devlin took the reins and swung up into the saddle. His head swam, and he had to steady himself for a moment before he spurred the horse and took off at a gallop toward the stables. As Stanwood came into view, Devlin thought as he had the first time he'd seen it yesterday. It was amazing what too much wealth and self-indulgence could do when let loose. Stanwood, a miniature of the royal palace in their homeland, rose out of the pines, a massive palace of quarried stone. One second-floor wing housed the princess and her prince, while the other wing was for royal guests. Behind the palace were the stables, corrals, and arena. Tucked back into the mountainside in the trees were a dozen small cottages that had been built for the grooms and horse trainers. Servants' quarters had been erected in the opposite direction for those who sought the princess and her entourage's daily needs, as well as those of visiting nobility. As he stepped into the stables, Devlin found Lord Nicholas Ashford, one such guest, leaning against a stall door. One glance around told him that the building was empty except for Lord Ashford. This, he knew, was no accident. Lord Nicholas Ashford was tall, slim, and immaculately groomed, as any in his social stratosphere. Like the other nobles Devlin had come in contact with, Ashford had an air of privilege about him and an underlying impatience. He was easily bored. And he was a man who didn't like being kept waiting. Nicholas frowned when he saw him. You look like hell. 
I feel worse, Devlin said. He glanced around. Even though the stables appeared empty, he always feared that someone was close by listening. Royal gossip was a hot commodity. We're alone. I cleared everyone out, Nicholas smiled. He'd never made it a secret that he enjoyed the privileges that came with wealth and power. His smile waned, though, as he studied Devlin. I feared something had happened when I heard your horse return last night without you. Apparently, there was cause for concern, he said. Eyeing the knot on Devlin's temple, what the devil happened? It seems I was unseated from my horse, Nicholas scoffed. You? Not likely. Devlin had practically grown up on the back of a horse. The last time he recalled being thrown was when he was five. I have no memory of it. The head wound doesn't appear that serious, Nicholas noted. It's not. I fear it was the brandy I had.